coming up on this episode of The Hive Life. Everyone is so overwhelmed with information and content that it becomes so much more critical to create good stuff that can stand out and actually be effective. And we keep that in mind with every image choice, colors, fonts, every single decision that we make. But anytime we're able to do a video, we do because we know that that's the best way to relay information. It's the quickest, most concise way for families to ingest what we're trying to communicate and keep moving with their lives. Welcome to The Hive Life, where we pull back the curtain on Spherical Media, a company based in Charlotte, North Carolina, with a team of former journalists that create beautiful, impactful stories that connect with your audience. Welcome to this latest edition of The Hive Life. I'm Jared Latch, today joined by Elise Asaski. Elise is the communications manager at Reed Charlotte, which is a nonprofit here in the Queen City. First of all, Elise, thanks for taking time to join me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. So the first thing I want to dive into is a little bit of your background because we come from the same circles and then transition to your current role at Reed. Yeah, definitely. I guess we'll start with my background. Like you, I got my start in TV news. I was not only a one-man band shooting and editing my own stories, but I was running a bureau, a brand new bureau, 45 minutes south of the main station in Montgomery, Alabama. So they hired me and pretty much dropped me off in a town, Greenville, Alabama, to set up this remote station, which would cover three counties. So it was everything from moving furniture around and creating a mini newsroom to finding stories in the community and delivering them on the news. These counties did not exactly trust outsiders and especially those carrying around, you know, a giant camera and a microphone. So I had my work cut out for me on multiple fronts, but ended up becoming so embedded in that community. And it was a really special place. This was before you could YouTube or Google, whatever you needed to know. So I think I became very scrappy. I learned how to figure it out or find people who could help me because I had to have a story every day and I was on at five no matter what. So I do think that those skills helped set me up for a lifetime of figuring out how to get things done. That experience taught me a lot about building relationships. And through that process, I was able to understand or appreciate multiple perspectives from a storytelling stance. That became a strong skill that I didn't even realize I had until years later. I learned how to tell stories or communicate information that served multiple audiences. And, you know, I think that's been really helpful in my work at Reed Charlotte and being strategic in the decisions that we that we make. So you've been doing the local TV journalistic thing for a while. When did you finally realize it was time you needed to move to something new or just pursue something different? I was at the CBS affiliate in Alabama for about four years and then we moved to Charlotte. My husband had actually gone to the NASCAR Institute in Mooresville while I was in Alabama. And so I had visited Charlotte and, you know, we just love the city. We're both from Atlanta. And then we decided that Charlotte was a good place to put down our roots. So we kind of, he came to Alabama and then we both moved back here. And I took a job at News 14 to get back here which is where, of course, I met AJ and Tim and everybody on your team, or many of the people on your team. But that was a great experience. But I think that 
I realized that the smaller market news was what I loved. And when I got to the bigger city um, and news was just different, wasn't so much community uh, stories that I felt like kind of that small town feel that I was, that I had in Alabama. I just realized I wanted to be on the more positive side of the tracks. Um, And so that's when I decided to look into PR and, I grew up dancing and teaching dance, so I've always had this love for the arts, and there was a position open to do media relations and PR for Blumenthal Performing Arts, and that definitely was the best place I could have gone to make the transition. It's an interesting position because you're working with all of the touring Broadway shows out of New York, so you're kind of advised by the leads that are handling the PR across the country for each show. So it couldn't have been a more perfect experience to kind of leave news. And obviously the media relations side was an easy transition, but being able to learn the ropes of PR that way was really perfect. So I spent another four years there and then found the opportunity at Reed Charlotte, which was really attractive to me. Let's move into Reed Charlotte. I know quite a bit about what you guys do as we have worked together with Spherical Media on some different projects, but I want you to explain to those listening uh, sort of behind the curtain of the great work that Reed is doing in the community. Yeah, so Reed Charlotte, we're a community-wide initiative that unites families, educators, and community partners to improve children's literacy from birth through third grade. So We are working across a variety of focus areas, bringing the community together around the same goals when it comes to early literacy. And in my role in communications, of course, I'm I'm managing everything that falls up under that umbrella. So the website, pitching media, creating content, managing graphic design and printing collateral, our video projects, all of our marketing campaigns. Pretty much every, pretty much everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> a catch-all umbrella, communication. Yes, yes. But what I do, you know, it speaks to multiple audiences, of course. We have stakeholders and partners and funders, but a huge part of my particular role, and most of where we use video, is to engage families with helpful content. So Reach Charlotte doesn't provide a direct service. We're not running programs face-to-face with families in our community. So I do a great deal of marketing to reach families with resources and information. So how well we package that is absolutely critical. And that's where high quality content and storytelling, you know, really come into play for us. Now this current pandemic that we're a part of, it has upended our way of life in so many different areas. How has it affected the way that Reed Charlotte is operating? I know the other day, or it might have been yesterday, I received an email about some free online tools from Reed Charlotte, but how has this changed really the complexion of your day-to-day? This is certainly an unsettling and scary time, and like everyone else, Reed Charlotte is trying to navigate that and support the community the best we can. Things like family literacy nights and tutoring efforts have obviously been put on hold. And our big Commit to 80 campaign that we do every March to get people involved was postponed. Um, That's a huge project for me that we spend months preparing for, and that would have kicked off on March 19th. So we don't know what all of that will look like long term. We're having those conversations, but 
there was this one natural way for us to plug in right away, and that was to provide high quality online resources to families that they can be using while schools are closed. We handled the effort much like we do all of our campaigns. The Read Charlotte team connected with multiple community partners to identify resources. And then we designed a web page and messaging and implemented our usual tactics to, you know, raise awareness and drive people to that page. The biggest difference for me in my role was that we did what we normally do over the course of two or three months, you know, in about a week. <laughs> but we are calling this Keep Learning CLT and it's live and um, getting some of the highest website traffic we've ever seen. So we know families are facing unique challenges right now and hopefully having all of these resources in one place is helpful. The majority of the websites on the page can be used directly by their children without their assistance. And I know that's been another huge challenge, parents trying to work and school their kids at the same time. But under the circumstances, we are reevaluating this effort on a weekly basis, and we know it will continue to evolve. And thankfully, my news background helps me be okay with that. <laughs> it helps you in the rapid fire scenario. I know what an adjustment it was from a business ownership standpoint, especially in the first two weeks of working remote and feeling like you're in a race every single day to some unknown finish line. But hopefully things have now settled in a bit. There's more clarity around where we're going, at least in the interim. And I think it's it's good that you're evaluating that on a weekly basis. I, I want to go back and touch again on the effectiveness of video because you talked about the role it plays in a storytelling format. Why is it so powerful, number one, for read, And then maybe second, can you elaborate again on some of the applications of that video? Storytelling is, is obviously so powerful. And when you see things online getting shared and viewed thousands of times and people talking about it to everyone that they know, it's always a great story that they're doing that with. And stories connect us all and they move us in ways that plain information just can't. At Read Charlotte, the nature of what we do doesn't always lend itself to traditional storytelling because a lot of what we're doing is trying to relay critical information. So whether we're raising awareness around why home literacy practices are so important in those early years or just sharing ideas on how to help your kids succeed in reading, whatever it is. So we are always trying to think about how to better package that in a way that people can connect with and also just use. I mean, you and I both know what it's like with small children and it isn't easy. You need quick answers and you need ideas that are realistic to incorporate into your everyday life. But there's also the challenge of reaching people for us at Read Charlotte who aren't necessarily looking for this stuff at all. And we have seen success in terms of engagement and driving traffic to our channels by focusing on strong quality content just across the board. We live in a world where anyone and everyone online and put stuff out there pretty easily. So there's no huge challenge when it comes to finding people to get in front of these days. But the flip side of that is how everyone is so overwhelmed with information and content that it becomes so much more critical to create good stuff that can stand out and actually be effective. And we keep that in mind with every image choice, colors, fonts, every single decision that we make. But anytime we're able to do a video, we do because we know 
but that's the best way to relay information. It's the quickest, most concise way for families to ingest what we're trying to communicate and keep moving with their lives. And a couple of examples, you know, in 2018, we set out to create an online resource for families to support kids reading called homereadinghelper.org. Initially, we thought we would link to videos that were already out there and just create new videos to fill in holes where we couldn't find something that already existed. But when we got into it and we really started searching for content, it was really hard to find quality videos that we all felt good about in this field. They were either incredibly long or they would use educator terms that an average parent would not find helpful at all. I will never forget the first call that I made to your team asking if we could create 52 videos in one summer. Um, <laughs> and the silence that was on the other end of the line for a second. Even right now, as I think back, I'm a little bit silent thinking about it. it it's fun because I'm doing this podcast remote from my house. And that's where we took a lot of the shots for one of the projects. You know, we volunteered our, our home in such a short window that we had as a backdrop for, for live action that we needed to record. Yes, yes. The fact that you all pulled this off, I mean, not only getting it done, but doing it at a top-notch level just still blows my mind. And it's not just me saying that the videos are good or helpful. They've been viewed well over a million times in less than two years. And most of them get viewed all the way through, which you know says a lot. And that's because they're high quality, they're short, they're eye-catching, they're all the things that they should be and more. And we certainly have Spiracle to thank for that. Another project that we did with you all was more on the partner side of what we do and getting the community to really rally as tutors, as faith-based partners, as school partners, and what we call our transformation network. That piece was talked about for months. Anytime someone watched it, people who, most people who watch it are moved to tears. I'm confident that it has engaged many reading tutors and activated our community to, to get involved in the cause. I've said it before and I'll say it again, the piece could have turned out so ordinary. It's community members becoming tutors, working with kids in a school. But Spiracle took this to the next level for us. Your team created something that feels like a documentary in the way that it was shot and told and somehow did it in a three minute piece. And because of my background, I know that is hard to do. But that's what you all do, and that's what moves people into action, and it's why we love working with you. Well, we appreciate the partnership and the opportunity to tell stories that really matter. And I, I think you hit on something that's really important that I want to go back to as well. And that's the fact that we're so inundated with content at this moment that quality matters more than ever. I know that a couple of years ago, even if it was like, okay, you can get away with just putting out some average stuff but that's not the case anymore, is it? When you're trying to differentiate yourself, you touched on it from a read standpoint. From a general standpoint, I think that holds true as well. Would, would you happen to agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, video has been the way of the world for a while now, and I can only imagine that'll get more, that will get more and more true. But the quality is just, is critical. I think paying attention to producing quality work that doesn't look like you made it yourself in these free tools. You know, the, the great part about 
living in today's world and marketing and even being in a nonprofit where you have a limited budget um, is that there are all these free tools where we can do things ourselves and save. But the key is paying attention to quality and when to use those and when not to use those. And I think knowing when to use your budget is just, is just so critical. And, and we do that and we know when to bring in the big dogs when we should. And I have a degree and years of experience in shooting and editing video. I'm capable of doing plenty of video projects myself, but there are certain times that I know we need to hire Spherical to get the quality that we're looking for. And that decision pays off every single time in views and shares and website visits. So Elise, you work through all the different aspects of the communication side from a a branding standpoint, from the colors you choose to what content you're going to develop and where it goes. Where do you personally find creative inspiration? Well, first of all, I try to surround myself with the best of the best, which is very inspiring. (laughs) But I have I have honestly always had to feel like the work that I'm doing is worthwhile and making a difference. And that within itself creatively inspires me for sure. Also, anytime that I am able to have a little bit of freedom to create or build something, I usually thrive. So as I have figured that out about myself, I knew that that would translate outside of myself too. For instance, when I work with you all, I know that you create incredible videos. And while I am certainly part of the creative process when we work together, I love to see what happens when I let your team do their thing. That to me is when the magic really happens. In general, I've asked this question to a lot of people that come on the podcast. Where do you see video going next or what area might it evolve at a heightened pace over the next couple of years? Yeah, I think... What I try to do in my work is really pay attention to how people engage with it. And it seems even over the last couple of years, people want to see real people. They want to be able to relate to what they're watching and they don't have a lot of time. And it seems that that just gets progressively more true. The videos have to get shorter. They have to get realer, (laughs) you know, and that is what I've seen progress over the last couple of years. And I think that that will continue to, we will no longer be able to get away with six minute videos. And we've even made the decision to almost always stick to 30 seconds or up to a minute and a half, depending on what it is, like a, a tip and idea type of thing. We really try to keep those short. And I just think that will become, become more and more true. But for us at Reach Out, we will continue to leverage video to tell stories and communicate information. It works for us. We have data to prove it. And it's just an easy decision. And we are so grateful to have the best of the best um, helping us do that. One final question for you. And this might be the most important one that I ask you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Your number one tip for people working from home that have children. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Uh, That changes by the hour. A few weeks ago, I went to Dollar Tree and I bought every single thing that Dollar Tree sells in the teacher and art section. And that has changed my life. (laughs) Yeah, we uh, are definitely utilizing. This is not a plug for Reed Charlotte. We are 100% utilizing 
the games and websites that are on the website. If people go to readcharlotte.org, they'll see the alert at the top of the page. It'll take you to this collection of resources and it spans K through 12th grade. So my daughter's four and um, there are several things on there that are working for us as well. But yeah, I think being able to put all kinds of ideas together and change on a dime is the only way to get through this (laughs) with a child. I totally agree on that. I've I've gotten almost one-year-old and a four-year-old. I came downstairs yesterday and found a surprise. There was silly putty embedded into the carpet. I didn't realize that silly putty would be that bad, but my son thought it was a good idea to have it there. You know, he was stepping on it on the hardwood which was fine, but then he stepped on it in the living room and it just married itself to the carpet. So you never know what you're going to find at any given moment. And I think we talked about this a little bit. It really has been a blessing to be around our kids. It's it's a chance right now that we would have never had before. So I guess the only option, just hang in there and enjoy it the best we can. Well, Elise, thanks so much for joining us here on The Hive Life. I appreciate our partnership. I appreciate the work that Reed is doing in the community to help out parents and kids with a critical skill of reading. Thank you, Jared. I want to remind the rest of our audience so you can find out more about Spiracle Media by visiting our website, spiraclebuzz.com. There you can view our work, check out our team, and find various resources. You can also follow us on social media, on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. We're on all of those platforms. Just search Spiracle Media. So for The Hive Life, I'm Jared Latch. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to The Hive Life, brought to you by Spiracle Media. Always remember, you can visit spiraclebuzz.com or follow us at Spiracle Media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We'll see you next time on The Hive Life.